It's the the most troubling thing about Funhouse, and for listeners who are unaware of Funhouse, this is a bar that is made out of clowns and nightmares and probably old condoms. Velvet clowns. Velvet clowns, the most terrifyingly sexual kind. <laughs> yes. And yet the most terrifying thing in the bar is the high chair. Oh, God. Just tucked off to the side in case. It's a theater, technically. <laughs> Just in case somebody's a bad parent. I know. Uh... <laughs> Wait a minute. You're dead. You've been dead for 30 years. Speaking of bad parents. Oh, yes, hello. You're listening to Boo Ha Ha. This is a mostly weekly, kind of monthly, bi-monthly, whatever-ish, podcast that is ostensibly about ghosts, but more often than not about obscure U.S. presidents and my mom. How often does your mom come into this? She was on, I think, two episodes ago because she was in town, but uh, she also lives, well, she has a haunted vacation cabin, so she comes up somewhat frequently. I mean, I know you haven't introduced me yet, and I probably shouldn't be speaking <laughs> the rules of podcast. But like, no, I'll ask about your mom's vacation house later. That's, That's true, yeah. we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll get there. But um, for new listeners, this is a podcast that is ideally about ghosts. Every every week, I gather my nearest and dearest to the campfire that I build in my living room. My guest this week is the hilarious Kevin Johnston. Welcome. Hello. No, it's the first time I'm speaking now. Yes, we haven't heard you speak at all before now. I know, because you don't do that in podcasts. Thanks to the miracle of editing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess probably at the outset should inform the listeners that we are having a puppy playdate at the moment. Yeah. So there will be dog noises, probably. Yeah, the, the, yeah that was definitely a... Cr- I'll, if we're talking about like some kind of horrible like bone crunching, I will give him a treat. You'll hear dog noises as I try to calm my anxious dog with treats. And you'll you'll hear the noises of my dog being kind of a weird territorial jerk. <laughs> I know. If I if I just suddenly stop talking and like just make just, pointed eye contact yeah. over here. <laughs> just like he's like, don't come over here. The episode just drops off after ten minutes and you just hear screams and then it's over. It's like, oh, all right, well, well this that- episode of Boohaha got weird. The last episode, <laughs> as if we all die. <laughs> yeah, Fawn ate Avalon. It was weird. We thought she was going to go for Simon, but it turns out. Yeah, no, it just was. A, it was building up. Yeah, Red yeah. Herring yeah, she time. she tore his neck out, and then she said, "Finally." I don't know. It's it was. Yeah, she spoke. Seemed like it was a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was playing the long game. I'd be, I, I would be more upset, but it's impressive. I hope so. Like. I don't know. You've 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 had Simon for about a month. You said. Yeah, about a month. It'll be a month, like in a few days, actually. Yeah. Have you have you reached the point in dog ownership where you've confronted the idea that if you die, he's going to eat you? Um. Well, now I am. <laughs> oh, oh well. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the club. <laughs> I know. I mean, he's so attached to me. I feel like he'd just try to cuddle with me for a, a while before. Sure. I think. The comforting, potentially delusional fantasy that all dog owners have is that we're going to get some corpse cuddles in before they go to town. Yeah, before they like, well, nothing else here. My bowl's been empty for a while. <laughs> I guess this will do. It's either him or the shoes, and he smells more like the food. So, uh, better 
get leather shoes and start feeding him beef just to <laughs> get by a little time. Have you noticed that Kevin feeds Simon belts? <laughs> <laughs> it's good for his teeth. <laughs> it's rawhide. It's fine. <laughs> um, I guess like in hindsight now, I probably should have done, this should have been the all animal ghost episode like oh this yeah should have been spooky pets i mean we could throw in, we could do it again and just like have three people and throw another animal into the mix and see what the hell happens steve brought a snake i don't know let's really mix it up <laughs> let's get the iguana here and see how the dogs do my timid dog your suddenly territorial dog <laughs> i would love to see i would love to see what that interaction would be like fawn saw a parakeet once and that seemed it seemed like she wasn't right for a couple days it was just just like scarred so far beyond her frame of understand like the dogs can be in the sky i don't she just assumes i assume that all animals are dogs i know he he thinks there are birds there are squirrels and then weird dogs which are of course cats yeah, meanwhile, Simon's just like, I'm just going to lay down and pretend nothing's happening. I am the chair boy. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we should probably stop talking about our dogs because this is all I talk about anyway. So. This is this is my life. Like, this is, you spend, as a dog owner, like, it just I'm in a park so often and it's just the same conversation over and over. Like, oh, yeah, so he poops. Oh, cool. Yeah, for her too. Yeah. I know. I have, I have talked to more of my neighbors in three weeks than I have in three years. And... <laughs> Actually, three days than three years, and it's the greatest social hack to be like, "Oh, you just get a dog, and then you're everyone's best friend." Yeah, and then you talk about like poop with other dog owners. Yeah, and it's fine. It's normal. It's weird, but I cannot stop. I've reached a point in my life where it's like I I am happy to walk up to somebody that I see every day and say, "Real firm poops today. She's been eating the grass." He so. How are Simon's poops? They're they're getting better. <laughs> he had he had some parasites. Oh. He's dewormed now. That's that. It can yeah. be an issue. It is okay. So, in in the grand tradition of Buha, this is a podcast that is primarily about tangents. <laughs> uh, but eventually, we get down to spooky stories. So yeah, I, I gather people around the fire that I build in my living room and regale them with spooky stories of boogans and googas. Kevin, welcome yes. to the podcast. Thank you. Um, you are you are back. I am. This is the second. This is my first repeat podcast appearance. And uh, and how's it going so far? It's going pretty. I mean, there's dogs, so <laughs> it's going pretty good. There's dogs. I'm on a floor. It's weird. The cups are too big. <laughs> the cups are too big. <laughs> I'm on a floor. The dog's on a chair. What the hell is happening? <laughs> I like to get guests in here and then do some psychological role reversal and just really break them down, you know? Uh, You're the dog now. <laughs> you act like this just as it hasn't happened naturally before. <laughs> I feel like Fawn has taken the chair from a couple people before. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, welcome back. Uh, one mm-hmm. of, the, one of the, the changes that I've implemented since uh, stealing this podcast from Emily, who's definitely still alive, <laughs> is uh, we like to get started by getting to know the guest a little bit, and uh, specifically their relationship with the supernatural. Are you a believer in spooks? I am. I feel like agnostic's a weird word to use with it, but it's like, I've been around enough where it's like, it's probably not real, but some stuff has... Sure, so you're in that area where like... It'd be fun if it was. Yes, I think that's probably been the most common thread of like 
uh, I'm not totally buying into it, but oh boy, wouldn't it be great. I mean, we're in Portland. That's basically the same like basis behind Faith and Crystals, right? <laughs> It's like, it's probably not going to work, but fuck it, I'm covering myself in amethyst. (laughs) I've created a suit of shiny armor. Um, I guess, you know, one of the things that I found while doing like, while looking for local Oregon ghosts is that there's not that many and there's not that many good ones. It could be that they're all trapped in crystals. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, that was the real reason they brought crystals here is just to get all the ghosts and now we're just <laughs> selling the souls to like overly woke hippies. It's uh, yeah. Portland used to have a very high phantom density and it's really it's really dropped off since the uh, I don't know. Is there a word for that variety of like hippie witch? I, I don't know. I just like I just see the crystals on them. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. Who, yeah, I know who you are. It's a crystal and a floppy hat. Yeah. F- floppy hat, flowy dress. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very uh Lavender instead of B.O. Instead of, no, lavender with B.O. because they don't use deodorant. There. I was going to say, yeah. instead of, no. <laughs> lavender accenting B.O. Uh, yeah, a garland of lavender hung in an armpit. <laughs> lavender doing its best. I'm trying so hard and failing so aggressively. Well, speaking of B.O., um, I don't even know. I'm really good at segues is the fine. thing. I pulled together a couple of ghosts and spooks and um, vaguely terrifying things from from your hometown area, which is uh, I am from a town called Gardnerville, Nevada. It is it is exactly what it sounds like. It's about an hour south of Reno by the Tahoe. Small, a lot of cows, a from- lot of Trump supporters. <laughs> Peanut butter, it's like peanut butter and chocolate, just Trump supporters and cows. Yeah, just so many, real close together all the time. Yeah, um, a lot of retired people from LA who come up, support Trump, and then talk about how pe- the youth are ruining this town that they moved into. That feels like a Portland thing too. <laughs> a little, but a lot more fake cowboy hats. Oh yeah, that's ugh. you. You, I assume you probably get a lot of like. A lot of pickup trucks that have never actually picked anything up. A bunch, yeah, with old people. Like so you get a lot of legitimate ones, but sure, yeah. But then you also get like our like a councilman who's like eighty year old who says he got into fist fight, but apparently fell over in a hallway when he tried to get into one. So it's it's <laughs> it's a fun debacle. <laughs> I a real one too, actually. I love someone trying to rephrase clumsiness as being real hard. Yeah, he he. He looks like the worst person. <laughs> he sounds like him too. Like, oh yeah, that's, uh, I, mean, I think he is. So. Perhaps unsurprisingly, uh, I was not able to find too many ghost stories from Gardnerville specifically. Oh, but the whole area though. I've I've pulled out the lens a little bit and gone with Nevada as a whole, um, which is something different than saying Nevada is a whole. I feel is like a, I mean, it, there's parts that works too. Partially. Yeah. Um, so. Interestingly, we were kind of talking before about the ghosts that I had included, and we were talking about some of the old gold rush kind of like pioneering ghosts. Mm. Uh, fun fact, all of those stories are not good. <laughs> um, this is, it's something that I like found. quality wise or like? In terms of like just story content. Like, huh. so this is something that I found pretty extensively with most of like the California, Oregon, Washington ghosts, all of these kind of pioneer ones it's basically like there's a hundred of them but the story is two sentences long and it's basically there was a mine shaft and old bill went in it one time i didn't see him after that you do the math (laughs) spooky 
I was gonna say it's just like you fell down a mine. That's pretty much a ghost. Like, that's half of them. Like uh, the number of times I've sat around and read three pages about a supposedly haunted bordello, only to get to the last paragraph when the author's like, "But it turns out none of this is true, and in fact, it was drummed up by the tourism board of." Let's say Auburn, California, for example. I feel like there's a lot of posturing in Nevada where it's just like, we're haunted. So we're so haunted because like a lot of people got shot. It's like, no, he just fell. Yeah, that's that's fell on a minor. Got mercury poisoning. <laughs> I feel like if you're if you're like getting pioneer shot also, you're not you don't have time to think about turning into a ghost. Like there's not time for revenge. And no, now you're just like, oh shit. I'm tired. <laughs> I've traveled so far, I've and now, now I'm shot. I'm, I'm no more. I haven't had a bath in 25 years. Kill me, please. <laughs> I, I would imagine for a lot of pioneer ghosts, it's probably like welcoming. You're like, yes. oh, good. Like, finally. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, li- I went over the mountains, and it took this long. It took so long to die. Well, I've lost... 14 children. Uh, I guess I'm going to go. It's just, this is fine. It's, look, just I'm, I'm going down the mine shaft. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Mine, mine, although I will, this might be for something later down, but mine shafts do weird things to people. People shouldn't be that close to hell. I Like this. <laughs> it's like, we shouldn't go that direction. Nothing good happens underground. No, oh, uh, God, I... This isn't a supernatural story, but my parents worked. There's a state park for like a ghost town um, in Bodie. It's like so isolated, like one of the most isolated things. I and mean, there's like one or two permanent people there who stay there for like a long time. And apparently one of them just like went into the mine shaft and dropped his dock into it. And that's, oh. like, that's like the story that it's like, yeah, he went a little crazy and dropped his dog into the mine. Kept saying it was hungry. <laughs> he had to feed something. <laughs> I had to do something, otherwise they would come out. <laughs> I, I caves are fucking terrifying. Oh, I, I can't do it anymore. Uh, it's like, huh. oh god. But anyway, yeah. So Nevada's full of that. Yeah, there's. Uh, it feels like it's compounded too, just because so many, so much of ghost stories as a whole is like, oh yeah, it's totally haunted. Come in and pay five dollars for the tour. <laughs> but having said that, yeah. I've done some digging, and I found a couple things that seem like they could potentially be spooky. Part of the hook of this is that I don't read very thoroughly, so I can be surprised, too. (laughs) You're just like, oh, I didn't read that paragraph. Well, the episode my mom was on, like, I read the first couple paragraphs of a thing. It sounded great. And by the end of it, it was just Google Translate. (laughs) It's just just nonsense. It sounded like we both had strokes that episode. Like, (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, but I have higher hopes for today. So okay. uh, let me give you a couple of options. We've got the Nevada. I'm sorry. I have to do this right. Excuse you. Yes, exactly. This is Michael Garcia almost punched me Oh, in the yeah. Face. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad someone else is. So for if you're listening, um, it's pronounced Nevada, and people get really angry if you say Nevada, like everyone on the East Coast does. As a person who comes from a state that... 95% of people call Oregon. I should be better at this. Yeah, you're on the right side of the Mississippi. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't care if you lived in Germany. I think I just like to call it Nevada. <laughs> oh, okay. I was, there was a 
Oh God, there was a moment in 2016 when Trump did a rally and he tried to make a joke about like, and I know it's pronounced Nevada, but he kept saying Nevada. And then oh, people tried to correct no. him and he doubled down. Really? The president doubled down on something that was factually inaccurate? Yeah, I mean, I like, know, right? Like a drawing oh, of a hurricane no. that he crudely God. sharpied. <laughs> it's clearly was going to Alabama. It's like, it's not the same color. It's not on the legend. <laughs> it's not the same color. It's not a circle. Like, it's shiny. Uh, oh. Okay, anyway, sorry. <clears throat> President Tangent. It's a, it's a podcast about tangents, and sometimes we get to ghosts. Um, so we have the Nevada Triangle, the Hellhounds of El Dorado Canyon, the Body Under the Bed, the Cal Neva, which is that... Yeah, it's the hotel. Which I guess, wait, is that Cal Neva? Cal Neva? Nevada? Cal Neva, I feel like, but I don't know. Hotel on the border of California and Nevada. Yeah, now I feel self conscious about it. I, I don't know. I was going to say Cal Neva. But. Is it Novado? I don't remember how to pronounce it now. Um, uh, we also have The Haunted Mask, parentheses, not the Goosebumps one. Parentheses, surprise, it is the Goosebumps one. <laughs> Wouldn't I just read you The Haunted Mask? <laughs> and then get sued blind by R.L. Stein. Um, and lastly, the tub. Parentheses. Of ice. <laughs> that I mean, doesn't I've... add any more <laughs> information to it. I mean, ah oh, man. I mean, <laughs> I want to say the triangle, but like the tub. <laughs> We're going for the tub. Uh now let's let's do the triangle. I'm kind of curious. All right, okay. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do the triangle. Yeah. Like I said, we pulled out the lens a little yeah. bit. It's not strictly speaking ghosts, mm. but it is spooky. I'm gonna add some thunder there. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, mysterious vanishings at the Nevada Triangle. Throughout the world, there are places that seem to be destined to forever be linked to mysterious, inexplicable vanishings. All right, that feels like a very small category. From the Bermuda Triangle to the Bennington Triangle. Why is it triangle? I I guess that is kind of the most terrifying shape. It's like, it's most structurally sound on the spookiest. Nothing scarier than good craftsmanship. <laughs> is that why the ghosts are haunting houses? It's just like we use triangles everywhere. What have we done? Oh, boy. I, I don't want to know how haunted a geodesic dome would be. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, all ghost. <laughs> it's my favorite cereal. <laughs> so cold. One probably lesser-known such place lies out across a large expanse of dusty desert and mountain in the state of Nevada, and it is a location that seems to be every bit as enigmatic and ominous as any of its brethren. You know, the other... Yeah, the, the other triangles. The other two triangles. It's, it's a small family. <clears throat> it's Also, what the fuck is the Bennington Triangle? I don't know. Like, where... I want to know who wrote this where they thought that was, like, the most prolific... 
mysterious triangle. Like, there's the Bermuda Triangle, and then there's my friend, Bennington Triangle. <laughs> he's a little weird. <laughs> he's so angry. We don't, we don't talk to him that much. <laughs> Sprawled out over a vast expanse of 25,000 square miles of desolate landscape of desert, mountains, and scrub near the Sierra Nevada Mountains and Great Basin Desert in the U.S., Looking as if it were the surface of another planet is an area that has, over the years, accrued for itself a rather sinister reputation. Okay, I'm going to be honest. Right now, they're describing 90% of the state. They're def- they're describing like 90% of the West Coast. Yeah, it's just like, like it's. Yeah, it looks like another planet. Anyway, someone on the East Coast wrote this. Is there's some saying. weird yeah. rocks? Is the thing we'd like you to be aware of? It's like, Ooh, there's no trees and it's not green. <laughs> Naturally, it's not. <laughs> what be- hell is this? Are we on the moon? <laughs> okay, anyway, so I'm going to stop shitting on this. East no, Coast please writer. do. That's, okay, what, that's what we're here for. Sorry, Brent Swanser. Um, the Nevada Triangle is typically defined as spanning from Las Vegas in the southeast to Fresno in the west to Reno at the top. Fresno's where Fawn's from. Oh. Um, it is said that this, oh, moonscape. It is said that this moonscape of sparsely populated rugged wilderness has been the site of, by some estimates, 2,000 aircraft crashes hmm. over the past 60 or so years. That's, I just did a map in my head. That is the Sierra Nevada mountain range. Like the triangle is just the oh, Sierra it's just, ne- <laughs> it's just the mountain range. <laughs> there, there's planes crashing into mountains. <clears throat> All right, mystery solved. <laughs> okay. Let's go home. <laughs> anyway, okay, I want to hear the rest of the spookiness. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, but... Many of these crashes happen under mysterious circumstances, with experienced pilots, without any clear reason, and with wreckage never being found. Okay, that's a little better. It's getting spooky. By far, the most famous such crash to happen within the Nevada Triangle was that of the billionaire maverick businessman, sailor, aviator, and adventurer, James Stephen Steve Fawcett. That's a... That's a lot of Steves. It's a lot of Steves. There's two. There's one too many Steves in this name. That's that's a lot of hubris right there. <laughs> uh, famous for a wide range of world records, such as being the first person to fly solo, nonstop around the world in a balloon, hmm. as well as more than a hundred other records concerning nonstop circumnavigations of the Earth. <laughs> yeah, I I hope I hope Simon. Drinking water just adds to this impressive. <clears throat> I'm also peeing. <laughs> I'm urinating. <laughs> I'm so excited about balloons. Oh, man. <clears throat> um, on September 3rd, 2007, Fawcett departed from the Flying M Ranch in Nevada in a single-engine super decathlon light aircraft for what was supposed to be a quick round trip with a planned return to the same airport from which he had departed shortly thereafter. At the time, no one thought of anything of it. After all, this was the most decorated and well-respected aviator in the world. All right. (laughs) Said his press. (laughs) When Fawcett failed to return at the designated time, people began to worry. An intense and complex search was launched to try to find him. It stretched on for a month as authorities scoured the 20,000 square mile area of harsh and foreboding wasteland, but they found no trace. And although the search was one of the largest, costliest, and well-publicized in U.S. history, not a single piece of the wreckage ever turned up. Mm. Mm. Nor was there any indication of a transmission from the aircraft's emergency locator transmitter, 
although the search team did turn up a number of other planes crashed down the desert. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that was a thing for that area. So it sounds to me... <laughs> just kisses. Oh. Yeah, she's yeah, she's she's lightening the spook. She does, yeah. She's like, I don't want you to be too spooked. <laughs> too spooked by <laughs> these planes crashing in mountain ranges. <laughs> a rich billionaire jackass flew his yeah. plane into a mountain. I'm scared. Yeah, my dog has decided to relocate. Oh, that's, you gotta just skulk around a bit. Yeah. Uh, the search was officially called off on September 19th, 2007, although aircraft would be kept on standby to respond to any anomalous crash sites that turned up. But by this time, Fawcett was largely thought to be most hmm. certainly dead. But then, two years later, on September 29th, 2008, a hiker stumbled by chance across some of Fawcett's belongings out in the wilderness, Hmm. including a crumpled FAA-issued card, a soaring Society of America membership card, and a rather large clump of $1,000 in cash. Oh, well, that was a weird flight. Hmm, Yeah, where where you going, buddy? Just his pocket change. It was found about 65 miles from where Fawcett had taken off. Uh, and with this exciting clue, search efforts were renewed. On October 1st, an aerial search located the wreckage of the plane around 700 yards from where the belongings had been found. So what I'm hearing in this is that perhaps this crash was not so mysterious. <laughs> he just, I, I don't know. It, it is interesting. I didn't realize that was, assuming this is accurate from this Look, dude who's like this mysterious triangle that's, an entire mountain range. Brent Swanser is one of the prime, one of this podcast's prime sources for stuff that happened near Nevada. <laughs> I, I want I want to know more about this guy. I got to look him up. Oh boy, check out Michael yeah. Garcia's episode. He talks all about the water babies of Pyramid Lake. Oh my, ah, oh. yeah. I know I was going to do that one, but we we already covered ah. it, unfortunately. In addition to this, there have been um, there have been many other peculiar fly uh, peculiar crashes. Mm. In the end, no one is quite sure why so many planes have gone down here. Some of them have been quite large planes rather than light aircraft and experienced crews under ideal conditions, nor even how many planes have actually gone down there. Oh, that's... Huh. So I guess nobody's, nobody's looking at the desert. I, know, I mean, no one really ever looks at the desert. <laughs> um, it's just, except the army. Yeah, <laughs> then they're, they're, they're doing like, some stuff. Yeah, they're just like, perfect. Nobody's out here. This is perfect for I'm going to assume atomic tests. Yes, and the AI and the Air- oh, the Ariane 51 raid is coming up soon. Talk of the Nevada Triangle is often <laughs> punctuated with mentions of Area 51, Ooh. aliens, or top secret tests of experimental aircraft. I mean, good thing we're gonna raid it. Gotta go check it out. I know. Gotta <laughs> to run into it. They're all gonna get. Everyone's gonna get shot. Like, uh. This is the fucking the army doesn't. You know. they, the army has no problem with shooting American citizens. We know this. Uh, I know, but I mean, oh they failed to like properly account for like millennials' willingness to die. That's f- yeah. If anything, <laughs> like the prospectors of yore, we welcome it. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> you, you thought those were stupid memes, but jokes on you. I d- Gun down, hunting for aliens. Perfect what grandpappy would have wanted <laughs> yeah yeah grandpappy died on omaha beach for this <laughs> adding to the mysterious quality of the region is that many of the crashed planes have never been found um uh one army fighter pilot leonard c Lydon, said that he parachuted from his plane when his squadron got hopelessly lost in the mountains he claimed to have clearly seen the p-40 fighter go down about a mile from his position near the sequoia and king's canyon national parks and was sure that he knew where it crashed. However, 
When a search team returned to the area he specified, no sign of the wreckage could be found. That is spe- they did. I forgot about this. I think they found like this weird like World War II era fighter pa- thing like Ooh. not too long ago that had like crashed in like the forties. That's there are a lot mm. of plane crashes out there now that I'm thinking about it. Over two thousand in the last sixty years. God, that's like a, okay, we've okay we've got one more paragraph here, and then okay, I got, yeah, then yeah. I got some opinions, and I'm okay. sure you do too. Um, so what is going on here? Is it aliens? The government covering up its top secret Area Fifty One, magnetic anomalies, or something even stranger? The are magnets. We, I guess. <laughs> I just like he's like weirded out by magnets. It's like, just like it's magnets for sure. That's the scariest. <laughs> Red's talking about magnets again. <laughs> Him and his triangle friend love magnets. It's, it's, a, it's the magnets. <laughs> They're in the desert. There will probably always be tales on this planet of planes that disappear and people who go missing without a trace. On this planet? I, uh, anyways, hard, keep hard going, um, We may not ever know the reasons why or how, but they will always capture our imagination. These places will always lie out there, just beyond our reach beyond our current capacity to comprehend them. Hmm. A plane crashed. Yeah, lo- yeah, lots of planes crashed in a tall, unpredictable mountain range. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, like, I think, and you you had kind of mentioned this too, like, the amount of planes that crashed there. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. I mean, I'm kind of curious, which is, like, you get a lot of people who just fly, like, tiny planes or, like, gliders. And I'm wondering if they just like are like I can fly over the mountains and then crash, or if it is more like that. But that is, that is a lot of planes. I do. I like the idea that it's just people in gliders being like, I wonder if I could go up. Oh no, that's the one thing I can't do. <laughs> I mean, it is close to Vegas, so <laughs> they're doing that on the weekend and just a bunch of drunk like high rollers like let me fly the plane now. <laughs> <laughs> Hungover. It's like, we can't let you fly drunk, but if you're hungover. Put it all on red. You're in a cockpit. This is. <laughs> I just cry. It's like, this is the Kino table. It's like, there's no. You don't play Kino at a table. He's trying to put his, like, hotel key card into the ignition. Oh, my God. It's like, yeah, he's fine. He can fly. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, he's no drunker than any commercial airline pilot. You might call this out of control drunk. I call this Tuesday. Just right for the FAA is what I say. <laughs> Remember when pilots were drunk all the time? Everyone's smoking on planes. Pilots are drinking. It's madmen. You had to have a cocktail with a pilot, ten-year-old. <laughs> I like the the spookiness of something not being where you think it's going to be. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Occasionally, like you'll get turned around somewhere, and you'll you'll be like, oh, "This thing's right up here at this corner," and then you get there, and you're like, "I guess it's not." This uh, is. Yeah. And it's just like, that's the whole mountain range, just like planes. Yeah. It's like, the airport's right around this bend. And it's like, oh no, more mountain. I Do you think that that like, to to really blue sky solution here, like a better spooky story here? Is it like, like holes in the universe or people fly, are people flying through Mandela effect holes? Oh, I mean, that would be fun. If that, if, if that was in the Sierras, I'd be so excited. I'd be just go and you find a plane crash and the guy's got like a $20 bill with the wrong president on it in his like, pocket. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Not again. <clears throat> I'm going to give this one like one and a half planes from another universe. <laughs> I'm, I am unimpressed with Mr. Swanser. I, I have know. to say. I think I'll give this 
one out of place sagebrush of five. <laughs> that tumbleweed was over there. <laughs> so no, I think I'm I'm gonna have to just based on the the very poor ratings that we both gave it and the fact that it wasn't actually that spooky at all. I think I may have to give you another chance on that one. Um, I, I was just, I was just like, wait, you're just talking about planes crashing in the mountain. Like it's a lot of planes, but like I said, part, part of the joy of this is, is I don't always read the ghost stories and most ghost stories are bad. Um, I just, like, <laughs> just drew a triangle around most of the Sierra Nevada mountains. Somebody looked at a map and didn't know the mountains were there. It was just, they all kind of crashed in here in this, in this lumpy part of the map. <laughs> What is this? Someone from Kansas. <laughs> the lumpy part of the map. <laughs> what? They never make this part of the map well. There's always just like some weird defect. It's just they printed it wrong here. Uh. I can't see any of the ground. Where are the roads? <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna give you a pass on that one. Okay. We'll call that one warm up. Um, okay, let's do, do the tub. The tub? Yeah, oh. I just like saying tub with some weird menace. The tub. Yeah, yeah, let's do the tub. Okay gonna do the tub this works out perfectly because it's it's a bit of a shorty yes so this this is a story a bit of a modern folk tale if you will and most of the time it seems to be traced back to sin city itself las vegas Nevada. (laughs) a man was in las vegas on business and he went out to a party after some meetings which already yeah i mean Quite questionable um, to do that. I'm not, well, no, that's what you do in Las Vegas. There's nothing else. Anyway. That's also yeah. <laughs> that's entirely fair. He was having a good time, had a couple beers, and a lady who seemed to like him invited him to go to another party. Mm. Quickly agreed, decided to go along with her. She took her to a party in some apartment where they continued to drink and even got involved with some drugs. <laughs> I thought they were going to even got involved with some sexual intercourse. (laughs) (laughs) If you can believe it. In Las Vegas? I know. It's no. uh, Showing her ankles and everything. Wayne Newton lives there. No. (laughs) So so they're doing drugs. Okay. They're doing drugs. The next thing he knew, he woke up completely naked in a bathtub filled with ice. (gasps) He's still feeling the effects of the drugs, but looked around to see if he was alone. When he looked down at his chest, he saw written there, call 911 or you'll die, uh-huh. written in lipstick. He saw a phone on the stand next to the tub, so he picked it up and dialed. He explained to the EMS operator what the situation was and that he didn't know where he was, what he took, or why he was calling. The 911 operator advised him to get out of the tub. He did, and everything looked normal. The 911 operator told him to check his back. He did, and found two nine-inch slits on his lower back. Oh, both of them? The operator told him to get back in the tub immediately, and they sent a rescue team over. Apparently, after being examined, he found out what happened. His kidneys had been stolen. (gasps) They were worth 10000 each on the black market. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Damn. Uh, oh wait, only ten thousand? I mean, that seems low. Although, yeah. I mean, Chinese probably flood in the market. Mm, yeah, it's, though with devalue, tariffs, devalue, mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All those tariffs are fucking up that black market. <laughs> so at this point, the uh, the the narrator takes a step back and says, "Several guesses are in order. 
The second party was obviously a sham, and the people involved had to be at least medical students. Uh, I mean, okay. Fair, I guess, and I'll give it to him. It was obviously not just recreational drugs that the man had been given. Uh, Anyway, the the, the story ends with uh, EMTs showing up, rushing the man to a hospital where he's put on life support and uh, left to wait for a kidney. What if he got his own kidneys? Oh, wouldn't that be fun? It's like, he looks over, he sees the lady in, like, doctor's mask. He's like, it was you! (laughs) Uh, Oh, I I like that plot twist, though. Um, So, yeah, that, like I said, it's a shorty, but but it's a good one. And apparently, I didn't know this, it almost always traces back to Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. I've heard that a lot, and it's like, I knew, when I heard the tub, I was like, of ice, I was like, okay, it's probably Oregon. But it's still, honestly... No, that story still freaks me out it's, like a lot. Like I, I started feeling nauseous. Like, oh yeah, I forgot. This is why I don't like the story. You just like think like there's something because like it, same here. When I was a kid, I heard it and it was like, oh, this is gross and terrifying. But uh, just like recently, I accidentally stabbed myself in the hand uh. with uh, with a knife while I was turning around in the kitchen and practicing improper knife holding technique. And just like the horror of like a couple millimeters deep into a hand, but just reaching back and seeing the cut and then uh, be like, oh, it just keeps going in. Like, oh, yeah, not like, like that was just the part that freaks me out the most. It's just thinking of <sighs> losing. Like, there was, like, did you watch Invader Zim? Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, there was like that organ episode where we were stealing the organ. I remember that was the one episode where I was like, I can't watch this one uh again weirdly that episode was called dark harvest and we mentioned it on i think two weeks ago on this podcast oh my i God. played a clip from it insert clip here oh, my organs thanks future avalon no problem past avalon <laughs> the robots are coming oh my god like it there was an there was a part in that where He's like grotesquely filled himself with organs <laughs> and Dib shows up and he's like, you're not going to fool anybody. He's like, what do you mean? I'm just so rich with organs. And, and then like, <laughs> oh God, and like a liver, something comes out of his mouth and he's, just like, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and then they go to the nurse at the end and it's like, you're healthy. So organful. <laughs> Such healthy organs. <laughs> I don't know. The idea of like all always the idea of someone like stealing organs from internal organs really like that. It's one of the things that like legitimately freaks me out. And I forget about it until I hear this story. (laughs) And I've heard the story a lot. And I like every time I'm like, well, this is ridiculous as I'm like shriveling into a chair, curling up. No, no, no. Yes. You're, I couldn't have noticed you're cuddling Simon even closer now. (laughs) I know. I mean, Um. I'm not that I, he's laying on top of my arm, so not that I have much choice now. Um, <laughs> Who's cuddling who? Oh. <laughs> that is adorable. Oh, he heard, and now he's done. No, um, he wants to put his head down. Oh. Uh, um, okay. So, like, okay, that, um, there's, like, apparently, like, a couple common formats for this. Yeah. Uh, uh, one, of the, one of the parts that I edited out was that at the beginning of this, they they also gave the like the chain email letter that it is most commonly framed as now. Oh, they did. Um, so let me just give you the intro to that. Dear friends, I wish to warn you about a new crime ring that is targeting business travelers. This ring is well organized, well funded, and has very skilled personnel, and is currently in most major cities. The crime begins when a business traveler goes to a lounge to have a drink. 
Somebody walks up to them, blah, 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 takes them to a party, yeah. steals their organ. This is not a scam. <laughs> it is real. As all non-scams say. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. Whatever somebody says, I'm a very reasonable person. <laughs> You're not reasonable. They're about to say something that is truly insane. Um, <laughs> and it's like, this is not a scam. Please send money to Nigeria. Oh, God. Yeah, so, okay, like I said, that was, like, a shorty, but just because of the, the Las Vegas connection, I wanted to include it. Cause yeah, no, no, that's good. That was a good that was, that was a good one. I, I, like, I knew it was coming, but I was still just like, uh. Uh, It's so, like, because, and, like, when you, when you pull back the lens and just think about, like, everyone else at that party, where, yeah. like, there's a dude who's, like, just everyone else just looking at him, just being, like, just waiting. when's he gonna, when's he gonna, oh, when's God. he gonna, and he's out. Um yeah, super fucked up. Yeah, yeah that one okay. scared the shit out of me as a kid. Um, I give that four livers. I'm giving yes, I'm giving it. Um, I'm giving it four spleens. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> the one nobody goes for. <laughs> nobody thinks the spleen. It's worth four bucks on the black market. I'll give you a pack of cigs. <laughs> I'll throw in this carrot for free. <laughs> it's just your lunch. Yeah, you want it. You can keep the bag it came in, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Just get out. <laughs> because that one was a really short one, um, yes. would you like to have the other urban legend? The other urban legend is also short, and it's also a Las Vegas one. So it feels thematically appropriate to do do that one as well. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Right. If you want. Perfect. If you want to, yeah. This, Sorry, so, a, yeah, if you want. You're like, all right, <laughs> fine, whatever. So yeah. um, since that, if that one was like one of your, like, go to like was that something you heard as a kid and it just like at some point i heard it was like a team and it's like i thought it was that stupid but then like i actually thought about it i was like oh no it's but one of those yeah. things you you walk away and a bit later you're like oh god yeah oh no um so this one <laughs> this is that for me <laughs> okay i want also a good it's a good las vegas one um This one is the body under the bed. Ooh. A man and a woman went to Las Vegas for their honeymoon and checked into a suite at a hotel. When they got to their room, they both detected a weird odor. The husband called down to the front desk and asked to speak to the manager. He explained that the room smelled very bad and that they would like another suite. The manager apologized and told the man that unfortunately, due to a convention, all the other rooms were booked. But... He offered to send them to a restaurant of their choice for lunch, compliments of the hotel, and said that he was going to send a maid up to the room to clean it, air mm. it out, try to get rid of the smell. After a nice lunch, the couple went back to their room. When they walked in, they could both still smell the odor. Again, the husband called the front desk and told the manager that the room smelled really bad. The manager said he would try to find a suite at another hotel. He called every hotel mm. on the strip, but they were all sold out because of the convention. What convention was that? Yeah, what conventions are even in Las Vegas? It's got to be the... Oh, there's um, a lot of conventions. Like, the biggest one is, like, the porn star. I was about yeah, to say, yeah, it's yeah. probably the porn, like... <laughs> yeah, that that one's pretty big, so... I'm, we're just going to say honeymooning on the porn convention. A, yeah, a pornsman and his porn wife were at this convention. <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, uh, couldn't find them a room anywhere, but said that they would try to clean the room again. Uh, the couple wanted to go out and see the sights, do a little gambling, so they said they would go and give them a couple hours to clean up the room, and then they'd be back. The couple left. The manager and all of the housekeeping staff went to the room to try to find out what was making the room smell so bad. 
They searched the room and found nothing. So the maids changed the sheets, changed the towels, took down the curtains, put up new ones, cleaned the carpet, cleaned the suite again using the strongest products they had. But the couple came back two hours later to find that the room still smelled. Don't you think the maids would have noticed that it still smelled? You would think, right? Like at this point, they're just like, eh, it's all the dead rats and the vents. I don't know what, uh, Mm -hmm. I guess this is just what it is. They got back. There's still a smell. At this point, the husband was so angry, he decided to find what the smell was. So he started tearing the place apart. Pulled the pillows off the bed. He moved tables away from the walls. He looked behind the TV, behind the toilet. Eventually, he pulled the top mattress off the box spring, and beneath it was the body of a dead woman. Oh. We've all lost I don't know how to punctuate that one. It kind of just ends on a... Oh, that's how it ends? Yep. Yeah. Turns out, just a smell. Well, we were talking about dead bodies in beds. The dog was edging towards the food. Just sneaking over towards treats, please. (laughs) Oh, God. This one also, horrifyingly, the tab that I have open next to this one is (laughs) Snopes.com. Just to see if it... Was it? Holy shit, it's true. It's true. Oh, that is alarming. <laughs> Body under the bed actually happened. Oh, God. <laughs> that, I mean, I'm not surprised, but God. Um, uh, it dates back to 1991. Uh, did happen in Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> the year I was born. Yeah. Uh, and the Snopes article ends with, it turns out dead bodies get stashed in the box spring. <laughs> More often than you'd like to believe. See, I feel like your fear is a lot more legitimate. <laughs> There's, I, I remember um, this was told to me kind of like also campfire story uh, in my early teens. Like, because the visceral horror of kidney is so much more uh, but just the idea of like, like the people in the hotel room, they're going to walk away. But if yeah. you had just spent the night on top of that mattress, oh. like just on top ugh. of a dead body. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. No, that's ugh. just, it's right there. <sighs> so yeah, that is, uh, that is my personal nightmare. And I'm giving that one five mattress protectors. <laughs> um, I'll give that one four and a half. Ikea storage beds. <laughs> Look, you could you could put five dead sex workers in these five handy drawers. Yeah, I don't know what a Swedish <laughs> accent is. But you could store five of these workers. <laughs> that Wow, that sounded like a like 1930s. You can store five of these workers, and the sixth one is free. Look, the great thing about storage mattresses, you could put five dead hookers beneath them. Are you having trouble hiding all your dead hookers from your wife? Every once in a while, we've all been here. Your wife comes home, she finds all the dead hookers. They're in the cabinets, they're under the kitchen table, they're in your trunk, they're in the baby's crib. Where do you put them? Under the bed. <laughs> in the back. <laughs> That's just something. <laughs> just the wife coming home and be opening the kitchen cover, just arm flops out. Harold! Third time this week, Harold. Again with the dead sex workers. What did I say? Under the bed or keep them out of the house? God, just a room with ten beds in it. 
<laughs> the bedroom and the bedroom. Nothing but beds. <laughs> we're we're quickly approaching like man in the white cat. No, not man. Wait, was that it? D- the devil in the white city. Oh, what was that? The man in the high castle. It's the Philip K. Dick novel about Nazis. Yeah. Um, I thought man in the white castle. Someone who's real hungry. All this talk about murdered sex workers has made me peckish. Um, uh, no, there was the dude in Chicago around like the World's Fair, and he built like this extravagant murder castle. That is, uh, yeah, it was like really super involved, and like there were trap doors where like bodies would fall down into basements, and God. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I got yeah, that. check it out. The Devil in the White City, I think, is what the book is called. Yeah, yeah. I got off to a bit of a misstep there at the yeah. beginning with that that plane crash plane, garbage. Like planes crashing in the mountains, and now it turns out mountains are hard to fly over. <laughs> but yeah, we pulled up the throttle and uh, crested the peak there. All right, okay. So I think okay. yeah, we gave we gave those ones ratings. Um, yeah, I'm glad we got the urban legends. Those were I know yeah, those were fun. Uh, those are those are I always mean, the best ones. Yeah. Now it is now it is my turn. Mm. Um, I think. Now what one are you thinking about? So it's 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 tempting. I mean, as as appropriate as the Hellhounds of El Dorado Canyon sound, <laughs> I think I have to. I'd like to rectify an error that we made in the past, where Dave Olson and I very briefly talked about the Calneva without having oh. a lot of information. Oh, about okay. It. <laughs> I wanted to do that one too. So. Um, let me cue this one up. He's too tired to be jealous. Oh, that's good. Too stressed to be, b- <laughs> too too stressed to be blessed. Okay, okay. The story, the Cal Neva Neva Cal Cal Novo Cal Calimer. I always hear Cal Neva Catamaran. So yeah, yeah. I've always heard Cal Neva. So we're gonna go Cal Neva, and then someone will correct me angrily. Oh yeah, yeah. No, our listener will write it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, plot twist is that. It's me. It's angry internet weirdo. Oh four. Oh. No, I'm sorry. I'm angry internet weirdo 69. 69. <laughs> 420. Um, okay. okay. The Cal Neva Resort. The Cal Neva Resort is located on the shores of Lake Tahoe's Crystal Bay amid tall pine trees and enormous granite boulders. Breathtaking views of the lake can be had anywhere from the property. This is one reason the film stars regularly stayed here in the 1950s and 60s. It's rumored that Frank Sinatra came here in the early 1950s to get... Over the end of his marriage to Hollywood beauty Ava Gardner. Is that code for shtup a bunch of waitresses? Yeah, probably. Okay, fair. Yeah. <laughs> he, he got over it several times. <laughs> over, yeah. under, yeah. around, in. <laughs> oh, dear. I fell in love with the area and decided to purchase the Calneva back in 1960. It was the perfect spot to entertain friends and Rat Pack members. Peter Lawford, Joey Bishop, Sammy Davis Jr., and Dean Martin all came to the Calneva. So did Marilyn Monroe. Ooh. A week before her 1962 death, Marilyn came to the Calneva hoping to find peace. Her life was a train wreck. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you, star tortured by fame from a very young age. God, that just came out of nowhere. Oh, no, it gets worse. She was a star whose dazzle was fading fast. What? Notorious for being late to set, she had been fired from her latest film, Something's Gotta Give, and her ego was bruised. 
Her marriage to Arthur Miller was over, and so was her relationships to the Kennedy brothers, John F. and Robert. Jesus Christ. Why does he hate her so much? <laughs> I don't. I know Fawn. It's, Fawn is upset, too. Fawn Simon has, is indifferent. Fawn has a lot of sympathy for, uh, yeah. for, old, for old Marilyn. Yeah. Simon is indifferent or jealous that Fawn is getting pets. It looks like both. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is my life right now. I'm surrounded by dogs, listener, so be jealous. Okay. <clears throat> According to some, those last days of her life were spent in a drug-induced stupor, with Marilyn alone <laughs> forgotten in the cabin Frank had assigned to her. Was she tormented to the point of madness? Ghost <laughs> investigators all over the world have come to Cabin 3 at the Calneva to pay homage to Monroe and to attempt a contact with her spirit. She is still here, some say. EVP, electronic voice phenomena, have been recorded in the cabin. One voice was clear, was very clearly that of a young woman's breathy response to a question to whether or not she was happy now. The answer was yes. Good for her. <laughs> Are you happy now that you're not in a train wreck, drug-induced stupor at the end of your waning career, Miss Monroe? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Good. Fuck you. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <clears throat> Sage. Just, just aggressive <laughs> saging. <laughs> saging. <laughs> a ghostly Marilyn Monroe has also been seen strutting across Calneva's parking lot late at night. In one incident that took place on a snowy autumn night, a security guard was called to a certain floor of the new tower. Someone was loudly crying in the hallway. He stepped in the elevator and smiled to himself, believing the disturbance was probably a lover's quarrel and that parties would have kissed and made up by the time he got there. What? Okay. <laughs> That's weird, guard. But you two, the guard was high. <laughs> the guard needed to watch some porn, <laughs> some romance. The guard stepped out of the elevator and encountered a young blonde in a form-fitting red dress, looking like Marilyn Monroe. Who wrote this? Do you need help, Miss? He asked. She stared blankly at him, as if she didn't understand. What's your name? His breath caught in his throat as she calmly turned from him and walked straight through the wall. From then on, he was certain he had spoken to the ghost of Marilyn Monroe. That is, on the face of it, a ghost story, certainly. Yeah. But it's also the ghost of Marilyn Monroe shooting this guy down real hard. <laughs> yeah, just like, uh, uh, bye. God. <laughs> through a wall. Yeah. There's a whole hallway that she could have used. She's just like, nah. I can't. I can't even with you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> eh, story of my life. <laughs> not again. <laughs> if Marilyn is indeed haunting the property, she is not alone in doing so. Many believe that Frank Sinatra, whose ownership of the resort came to a bitter and inglorious end, is still here in spirit. With Sinatra in charge, the Calneva prospered. The lodge's popularity soared, and some believe that Sinatra had plans to expand his hospitality business by opening a fabulous nightclub in Reno. Ooh, that... Hmm. That's an adjective and proper noun you don't hear together yeah. very often. Someone from Reno, that's... <laughs> all right. <laughs> Probably for the best. <laughs> the truth was that barely a year after Marilyn's death, Frank Sinatra's ownership of the Calneva was rapidly coming to an end. The Nevada Gaming Commission implemented its Black Book of Excluded Persons in 1960. The report listed those individuals, most of them involved in organized crime, who were banned from all of the state's gaming facilities. Chicago mob boss Sam... I cannot say Italian names. Giancana. Yeah. Avalon, help me, please. Oh, um, yeah. 
John Connor. Okay, what's the original list? John Connor. The Nevada Gaming Commission said, leave this casino if you want to live. <laughs> John Connor. <laughs> if Frank Sinatra was aware of this fact, he chose to ignore it. In 1963, Sam Gana was seeing Phyllis <laughs> McGuire. I'm just going to, every time we say it, I'm just going to edit in Schwarzenegger saying, John Connor. Oh, <laughs> that's the best. A member, a member of the popular singing group, the McGuire Sisters. Oh, yeah, that's a 60s singing group. That sounds like yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, Sinatra's total started when the McGuire Sisters arrived at the Calneta for their appearance in the resort showroom. John Connor. <laughs> was besotted with Phyllis and decided to visit her there. According to some sources, Sinatra not only gave John Connor access to Calneva, but allowed him to stay in one of the cabins. Was uh, it was it the cabin that had like the giant molten lead pit or whatever? Yeah, you know. And a chain over it? All that. <laughs> Frank Sinatra's made out of liquid metal, right? Yeah, he's the best terminator. <laughs> Uh, all right. <clears throat> Apparently, word had leaked to the media concerning their investigation into the Cal Neva's direct violation of Gaming Commission rules. Like it or not, Sinatra had some explaining to do. Much like Lucy of the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two days later, a furious Frank Sinatra called Olsen. Oh, I went back to the wrong page. Oh, no. Olsen himself. The first thing he wanted to know was why Olsen wouldn't come to the Cal Neva and meet with him in person. When he was told he wasn't going to happen, Sinatra cursed at Olsen. Throughout the conversation, Sinatra's speech was punctuated by a barrage of four-letter words. Just say fuck. Cats! Ball. <laughs> Ball darn it. Ball darn it is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> so Sinatra continued to demand that Olsen travel to the Cal Neva to meet with him. Olsen refused. Accustomed to getting his own way, Sinatra ranted and raved, and then attempted to ride out the controversy. But his celebrity status did little to deter the commission's prosecution of the case. For his blatant disregard of the gaming commission's regulations, Frank Sinatra's license revoked after a hearing. Even Sinatra's friends in high places, such as President Kennedy, <laughs> couldn't help him. While riding in a parade with Nevada Governor Grant Sawyer, Kennedy asked, Aren't you people being a little hot on Frank Sinatra out here? Sawyer didn't reply. <laughs> the revocation stood. <clears throat> Fuck the governor, then. Yeah. Like, do you th- do you think that Kennedy was like, Res- "I'm the president. Respond. <laughs> I asked you a question, jerk. Speak. <laughs> Speak now. <laughs> God, you still fucking Monroe? <laughs> I would. Uh, I would like to ride this out in silence, please. <laughs> I've heard that her life is a uh, car wreck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why does Kennedy keep coming back into this? And I feel like this author liked Reagan. Just, That's what do you mean liked? <laughs> loved. <laughs> okay. Not only was Sinatra forced to give up his ownership at the Cal Neva, but he was also forced to relinquish the shares he owned in the Sands in Las Vegas as well. More than fifty years have passed since Frank Sinatra owned the Cal Neva, but he's not forgotten here. The showroom bears his name. Photos of him lined the hallways outside the showroom, and his piano is displayed center stage. A number of the cabins are still coated with his spunk. <laughs> it it doesn't come out. <laughs> He's very beautiful. Boo 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 boo. Mobster Sam. God, 
John Connor. John Connor. <laughs> John Connor. <laughs> Reportedly sat backstage, hidden from view as he watched Phyllis McGuire perform. During an investigation of the area, a sensitive felt the presence of someone who, quote, hadn't been very nice in life. Someone a little rough around the edges, unquote. Those involved in the investigation believe this might have been either Sam, John Connor, John Connor, or one of his bodyguards. Or Terminator of some kind. Yeah, some kind of Terminator. <laughs> Shortly after, I, why does he keep coming into this? John Connor. John Connor. <laughs> uh, Shortly after the arrival of Frank Sinatra's piano, a strange incident occurred. A large photo of the singer in his prime had stood, that had stood on the stage mysteriously vanished and it has never been found. The ghostly Sinatra is also said to have been responsible for late night piano music that is sometimes heard coming from the darkened showroom. Hmm. This sounds, this sounds like a pretty, pretty chill ghost. Yeah. I mean yeah. like if, so what the ghost is going to kind of make awkward conversation with you in a hallway and then like serenade you. Yeah. Then play the piano. Cool. All yeah. Right. You get Frank Sinatra's ghost serenading you. Sweet. <laughs> and Marilyn Monroe just rejecting you through walls. <laughs> giving you. Yeah. A... This is fun. Okay. An even colder shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Many Cal Neva employees tell of ghostly encounters with the singer. They reverently refer to as Frank. <laughs> Frank is in quotes, by the way. As okay. Yeah, one person told seeing a tall figure he believed was Frank sauntering across the stage, quote like he was singing or entertaining an audience. The witness explained, a young woman who has been brushed against by an unseen presence in the showroom several times <laughs> knows it was the spirit of Frank Sinatra. Are there quotation marks around brushed against? No, no, no. <laughs> He's returned here because he loved this place so much, the woman told me in an interview. The woman, born long after Sinatra lost ownership <laughs> Pointing at her cleavage. <laughs> yeah. uh, the woman, born long after Sinatra had lost ownership at the resort, added, and no one can kick him out of here this time around. <laughs> okay, and there's there's another page, but I just want to say right now there's a picture, a poorly photoshopped picture. Oh, yeah, you have found the best photo that has ever... <sighs> it's... It's a woman, you can't see her face, halfway through a wall. It looks like Marty McFly is not doing a good job at getting his parents back together. Or his mom's just going through a doorway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, We'll throw this up on the Twitter because it is... It's, this is, how do you, this, I don't understand. If you, if you turned, if you turned that in, in your like Photoshop 101 course, you'd get ousted from, from art college i mean I your photoshop 101 is like you're learning it's it's the first week use we the make... lasso tool you gotta <laughs> figure some stuff out uh did it occasionally sound a laughter just through the empty showroom it's just yeah oh some employees say that the lightroom booth is also the site of ghostly activity a long dead lighting technician is thought to be responsible for items being moved or misplaced in the booth or you're just sloppy it's old steely <laughs> Old Steely, the lighting operator or whatever. That's why all the office equipment's disappearing. <laughs> not, not old Jim here. Hi, I'm young Steely. <laughs> old Steely's son, but it's definitely his ghost. Yes. A person told of returning to the light booth and finding the lights he turned off the night before turned on and shining brightly in the morning. <gasps> oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, this is all just... The bullshit part? Yeah, someone's yeah. just like... <clears throat> Yeah. I, f- I forgot my keys. Um, <laughs> it was the ghosts. <laughs> there was, it's the, the roundup paragraph. You can tell it's like people who don't know how 
And yeah. yeah, and it's like I I guess we just end with some new stuff, and it's always like then they heard a chain over by where they use the chain to lock the front door. And it's like okay, well, yeah, I have an explanation that is not supernatural. Aww. Um, all right, well, spooky, spooky, oddly misogynistic, yeah, and weird Kennedy the, cameos. What could be <laughs> spookier than misogyny and some Kennedys? <laughs> I'm sorry, misogyny. <laughs> Just, oh my god. We uh, let those great gardens ladies uh, rot up there. Didn't care about them. The relatives didn't know. That's why we put the other reach. S H R T. Let them go. We uh, we put all the uh, broken Kennedys over there. <laughs> Staunch. Oh, what you made a movie? Oh shit. <laughs> you weren't supposed to see that. <laughs> Yeah, I would say that that for me that falls into the category of ghost spooky story where it's it's interesting. Yeah. Uh it it felt a little bit light on the ghost. A little except Marilyn rejecting. Yeah, yeah a lot of gaming regulation drama. <laughs> a lot of uh Star Wars prequel style world building. <laughs> yeah, like, this feels like the tourist commission was just like we need more people. Their ghosts came back. It's fine. <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm gonna give that uh, I'm gonna give that one three out of five Sinatra jizz coated cabins. <laughs> I'll give that covered in Franks. Yeah, <laughs> two and a half Marilyn Monroe's through the wall. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's the photoshopped, uh, the poorly photoshopped image on the next page. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, hold on, Simon. What do you think? As you're just falling asleep, panting heavily. <laughs> All right, good boy. <laughs> he huff and puff. He seems to support it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, All then right. I think uh, the the only thing that remains is to uh, to ask you if you have any of your own spooky tales. I. Oh, man, I feel like I should because like re- that whole area just like a lot of mines. <laughs> Only thing that came out of mines, not supernatural, but like kids stole a bunch of mercury from a mine and then contaminated my middle school. What like the water supply or like no what no it- like dumped it all over like puddles in the locker room. School was closed down for two and a half weeks. Oh, like fifty Jesus. people got decontaminated by hazmat. It was a thing. So that that's northern Nevada. Um, as far as senior pranks go, five stars. I wasn't even se- it was middle school. If it's senior prank, then it's like okay, fine, whatever. As far as budding sociopaths <laughs> go, five stars. Five stars. <laughs> five mercury-filled stars. <laughs> um, no, the only thing I had is like I feel like I've read this from other people, but it's like people like see kind of like ghosts dudes in like bowler hats or something i don't know my brother had that yeah i had that i had that like walking on my street and i saw like a dude like in like a suit and bowler hats with like sunglasses and he looked kind of like silvery like looking at me and then suddenly like he wasn't there anymore and like i've never had something like that happen to me before i feel like i might have mentioned this the last time i was on this podcast but it's been a while but bears mentioning again because yikes yeah, and it was in the day, too. We were just, like, walking on our street, and, like, at the other end of the street, I saw, like, a dude standing there, turned away, looked back. He was gone. Ooh. Like, he wasn't even walking. It wasn't, like, a neighbor walking, either. He was just standing there staring. Yeah, just waiting and yeah. then gone. That's terrifying. Yeah, so that's, that's, like, the only real spooky thing I have. I think I think that 
that's that counts for sure. That's yeah. Could mm. have been the mercury. <laughs> <laughs> Some leftover. Stop drinking it. <laughs> it's so pretty. Mm, that's some good mercury. Uh, my brain. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's creepy. My brother, um, my, in my parents' haunted uh, cottage. Oh um, yeah, was it bought because it was specifically haunted, or was no, it? No, just it was. It turns out. Oh, okay. It's, it's it's in happy coincidence. Yeah, it's in Italy. And it's like the foundation is like hundreds of years old. So. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's a, it's a sponge. It's a ghost sponge. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah, that where um he woke up one night and there was just a guy. In in a hat, huh? Just standing over the bed. Oh god, that's that's even worse. Yeah. Like mine was from a distance, and I never saw him again. That's what you want. Yeah. That and at the very least, you can with that you can kind of be like, well, I guess he just popped back into his own universe. Never. Like all those. Yeah, it's fine. Nevada planes. Yes. <laughs> they uh. went home. That whenever something like that happens to me, we're like, if. You know, objects will just not be in a place, and yeah. it, it's probably that like, oh, I moved it over here and forgot. But I always like to think, ah, eh, just fell through the hole. It's just, just through the hole into the. There's like, there's an av, there's an Avalon occupying an identical space in time, but in a different dimension. It's like, why are there two pairs of scissors? <laughs> why, where, where are all these socks coming from? I didn't buy four of the same pen. <laughs> Oh, man. I wish I was in that universe. Yeah, no, wouldn't that be great? It's nothing but pens and lighters. Yeah, you just come in and it's just like the floors cover it with stuff you've never bought. Just like, what? My keys are everywhere. There's a hundred of them. (laughs) Uh, Oh, well, cool. Okay, that, that, yeah, yeah, that definitely counts. Um, Well, the fire that I build in my living room is burning low, and, and we are both in grave danger of succumbing to mercury and carbon monoxide yeah, poisoning I mean, I'm on the floor so the fumes are pretty strong right this now. is yeah but but simon's fine yeah he's simon's looking fine. i mean he's passed out right now but he's he'll be fine <laughs> he'll it's we'll a see low, how long he takes to eat me it's a low smoke really got a got a duck and roll i, I know mm. i mean he's been playing the long game this whole time <laughs> i'm hungry but i'll wait <laughs> i am patient <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well then, before we before we 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 responsibly douse the flames yes. and wait for an hour to make sure that everything's cool. Yes, exactly. Only you. Where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at John Kevinston thirty one. There are a lot of Kevin Johnstons. Okay, I gotta get creative. Instagram K Johnston three fourteen. Try to find me on Facebook if you want to dig through that Kevin Johnston wormhole. <laughs> and yeah, and also if you Google me, um, put Portland because if you just Google Kevin Johnston, the top result is a racist Canadian. Oh no! Yeah, I want to become famous just to spite him. I didn't know that they had those. I didn't either, but he was accused of a hate crime. Oh yeah, and he's like he's like the Canadian Glenn Beck. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so upset that he's he ruined my name. Is wait okay? Is it is is that is like is prejudice mathematical in the way that like or like um, America geographically minus one is Mexico, Canada geographically minus one is us? Do they hate us? No, Are no, we no, they, their no, Mexicans? No, no, no. He should be American. He has our prejudices. <laughs> oh, bummer. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not. It's not a fun prejudice. It's just like he doesn't just hate beavers. No, he doesn't hate. He doesn't hate Americans. He hates uh, like 
not white people. That's fair. That, yeah. I mean, no, it's not fair. <laughs> but Jesus, Avalon. <laughs> look, I agree with Canadian weirdo. Uh, I, could, I, I think we should listen to the Canadian racist. <laughs> That's just Avalon a really yeah. fun thing to say. Look, let's hear the Canadian racist out. <laughs> To, to just codify the person as that. <laughs> Let's listen to the Swedish murderer. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to give like a nationality along with kind of an insulting occupation. <laughs> to a um, terrible person. Just like, why don't we listen to the German adulterer? <laughs> the Mongolian domestic abuser probably has some valid points. Okay. So. <sighs> but yeah, that's where you can find me. Kevin Johnston, Portland, not Kevin Johnston, General, because that's a sad not Google search. Kevin Johnston, Portland, not Kevin Johnston, Canada. Cool. And you can find me at that Avalon on Instagram, and you can follow the show at Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and you can email us at boohahapod at gmail.com. Ooh, Gmail. And it's the best one. Yes. It's it was either this or GeoCities. <laughs> Wise choice. And as always, we will be back next week ish or soon. Eventually. There will be more of this. If that's what you're into.